Blog Talk Radio. The Catch with John Fisher on Blog Talk Radio, connecting life to faith. We're just trying to get it together, trying to help their fellow man, hoping we can make it better. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Blog Talk Radio here at The Catch. That's um, if you want to come online and find out uh, about us, it's uh, we call it The Catch of the Day, and uh, I send out a daily writing every morning, five days a week, and uh, that has just turned into a community we have all sorts of things going on now we've we've actually got a live church facebook on sunday nights and we have um wednesday night bible study i've got a thursday morning bible study on those are both zoom uh studies and then we've got uh, a prayer ministry we've got counseling and uh we have uh three other other uh, uh, ordained pastors in our group uh, who are involved in various, we have associate pastor Wayne Bridegroom and uh, John Shirk, uh, who is in charge of discipleship. And then our uh, Merv Keck is our uh, pastor to the prayer ministry and 12, 12 uh, very loyal, faithful prayer warriors who are incredible so um you can find out more about that all at catchjohnfisher.com that's it catchjohnfisher.com and that's be sure and spell that f-i-s-c-h-e-r okay enough of an enough of that stuff we're going to get down to uh since we only have a half hour um get down to our guest uh a very special guest. We've had him on one time before, and I'm sure this is his second time, and it will not be his last, um, because uh, this is just a, a wonderful, fascinating person. He's uh, he's a, a scientist, um, astrophysicist, has done all sorts of things with, uh, well, you name it, uh, that have to do with uh, uh, so Stanford Research Institute for about 30 years. Um, he's got an amazing story about uh, how he came to faith and and what that has meant over his life. But uh, I won't I won't get into all that. We're at the catch. We are right now uh, in the midst of uh, of a revival. Now, no one's ever done a revival, as far as I know, online. So we don't know what we're doing. Talking a lot about it studying about it and 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 we keep asking the lord to revive us again to give us a a fresh uh a, a fresh touch of his holy spirit and so we're going to talk a little bit about that uh with lambert who uh uh i'll let you know in a minute 
Lambert's uh, website. You can go to Lambert's website and have a seminary degree if you read everything on there. It's unbelievable what he's got. Uh, and I know he's had some thoughts about revival. So that's why I called called him to be involved with us tonight on Blog Talk Radio. So enough, enough of me. Um, please welcome to the catch uh, our good friend Lambert Dolphin. Welcome, Lambert. Thank you very much, John. Good to be with you. Oh, yeah. Well, um, you know, this whole idea of revival actually came out of a study that we did a questionnaire for all of our people. We have about three or 4,000 people in our list. And uh, we, we got about, we got a number of takers uh, who uh, filled out the questionnaire and gave us a bunch of thoughts. And one of the things that came up was uh, we've got we've got a lot of boomers uh, in our group, and then we've got a lot of millennials in our group. And uh, uh, the millennials are are really uh, wanting to have some attention. They they want some relationships. They're lonely and. Yep. They're scared, and uh, yep. you know they they need they need some people. But now our millennials have a tendency. I mean, our boomers, however, have a tendency to uh, kind of be just in their early stages of retirement, and and they're kind of you know sitting in the sitting in the comfortable chair and taking it easy. So. Um, we want. We felt like a lot of comments says we we need a fresh uh, a fresh breath of the Holy Spirit to wake us all up. And uh, many people feel like we're in the last days. Um, uh, you may have some comments along those lines. But uh, what do you think about revival, Lambert? Have you had any experience with it? And what what's your take on uh, how can we how can we revive ourselves in relationship to the Lord? How do you fire yourself up? <laughs> I have uh, I have taken an interest in some of the great historic revivals down through history. Uh, some of them, or quite most of them, probably are just a, a puff of uh, fresh air, and they don't last very long. There's no real change. Uh, so mm-hmm. there are genuine awakenings that do occur. Uh, my personal conviction is that what's lacking right now is intimacy with Jesus Christ. Uh, mm-hmm. Even if we already know him and have a long track record of, of, uh, uh, of a relationship with him, uh, our culture is all broken down right now. Church life is, is uh, languishing. Personal relationships are floundering. And I think uh, this is because we're not really paying one-on-one attention to Jesus. He is the Lord. It's his universe. We're guests here. Uh, We don't have a right to run our own lives. But today, we're very autonomous. Uh, Mm. Relationships are quite superficial, right? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And especially with, uh, you know, with with the Internet going, um, that 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 has a tendency to make things even more superficial. We yeah, we got to complete information overload, but 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 no quality behind it. No close 
friendships, no intimate personal sharing, no uh, leisure time. Uh, and so that we're kind of addicted to, to Internet and to yeah. the, the mass media. It's an addiction. Yeah. You, you, you say we need to uh, deepen our, our walk, our relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, talk some more about that. And what does that mean? And, and, and maybe, maybe how, can we, how can we do that? The, 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 the closest relationships I've ever had have been in small groups. Uh, I, particularly, I've, I've had a long history of, of men's groups uh, where a bunch of guys get together and start opening up and being transparent, and pretty soon you find out all of them are struggling with something or other, and they can't tell their wives. But if they can trust other brothers, uh, and if mm. there is an atmosphere in a small group where Jesus is really welcome, and he's welcome to come and, and talk to everybody, no hierarchy, no top-down leadership, then you get a, a real kind of body life. And the, the presence of the Lord Jesus is overwhelming in such a group. Uh, conventional church life is impersonal. You don't, don't often don't know the person in the next pew. And the mm. preaching is, uh, is canned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, how, how, how about um, uh, your own... What what are, are some practical ways in your own relationship with Jesus that have helped you to deepen that, that yeah, walk? I, I had a, a I had a born again experience in 1962 at a little Baptist church where I came to respect the the uh, uh, Schofield Reference Bible, and uh, right early on I learned to to. That knowing the Bible is terribly important. And today, there's massive biblical illiteracy. Nobody reads the book. Nobody is aware of history. And that means there's no context for discussions. So I think to me, it's just terribly important to, to know the whole Bible forwards and backwards and to be familiar with it. And then that lets God speak personally to us. Uh, otherwise, we just existential cultural Christians. We just go with the culture. The culture is is uh, is is going to hell in a handbasket. Everything's mm. all falling apart right now. Do you think? Do you think we are in the last days, Lambert? <laughs> yeah. You know, our our old friend Ray Sedman. Uh, talked about that once he pointed out that, that the hebrews chapter one says that the last days uh, were synonymous with the first advent of jesus so every time ever the last two thousand years we've been in the last days and during <laughs> these last days of history we get these huge cycles of stress and pressure we're in one right now a huge pressure a birthday mm-hmm. and uh, that always makes people want to run for the rapture or something well, the Lord is coming back. He said he would. He owns the place. He's got to straighten it out. Somebody's got to fix it down here. And I think he's going to come in. Uh, he's, I think he's already on his way back. And that's why we're getting so many shakeups in our in the whole culture. And the mm. Christian community is getting shaken. Every Christian I know is going through 
enormous pressure and stress right now, anxiety, uncertainty. And God intends that to get our attention. He wants our attention. He wants us to trust him completely, whether we feel like it or not. Even if it goes against the grain of the culture, we we must trust and obey. There's just no other way. Oh. <laughs> Amen. Um, how do you know you were? Let's get back to that uh, uh, revival of our relationship with Jesus. Uh, how, how do you know that you? You have the right Jesus. You know, I mean, everybody has different <laughs> ideas here. I have quite a few that? younger, I, I have some younger friends who, who are, kind of buy into Hinduism where there's 24 ascended masters and you can have any Jesus you want. <laughs> the, the real Jesus is the one you read about in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And he's unmistakable. If you really want to know him as a person, uh, hang on. He's incredible. Mm. Mm. So you would recommend, uh, well, you know, I think of those Bibles that have the words of Jesus in red. And we've we've actually come to call that red letter Christian. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Is that, would you recommend spending a lot of time in the red letters of our Bible? Uh, well, in, in my dispensational upbringing, I tended to think the four Gospels were not for us. They were, uh, epistles were, were for us. But lately I find that if I just sit down and read through one of the Gospels, maybe it only takes a couple hours. I see all sorts of things I never knew before that just leap up out of the page about the person of Jesus, what he was like as a man, his childhood, his disciples, his parents, his uh, uh, phenomenal consistency, his obedience to the Father. It's just he's the most remarkable man that ever lived. Well, nobody talks about Jesus anymore. Even Christians don't talk about it very much except to cover mm. their bases. Mm. Mm. So, so more, so more of Jesus is, uh, is what we all need. That, that would, that would, uh, incite a revival. You think? Yeah. Yeah. I tell you what, uh, 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 I have found lately, that if I bring Jesus into the subject of any conversation, even if it's somebody at the store, if I just mention the name of Jesus carefully, I'm going to get some kind of response out of the other person. If they're indifferent, if they're not interested, I'd leave the subject. Very often, if you bring up the name of Jesus about his work in your life, the other person will say, oh, I used to know Jesus, but I don't anymore. Or I was raised in Sunday school, but it never made sense. That's an open door to a conversation. And almost always people will say, thank you for sharing your faith with me. And so there are no real neutral conversations when you bring up the name of Jesus. You can't be fake and phony about that. You've got to, you have to be, 
you have to pay attention to the other person as a person for whom Christ died. God loves them, and what that person really wants is to see Jesus in you. And the millennials especially uh, sort of have radars that look into the lives of their parents and older people. If they don't see Jesus in you, uh, no amount of good theology is going to convince them. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. So it seems like, you know, you can know about Jesus uh, or you can also know Jesus. One's a personal relationship with a person and the other would be information about him. Um, Isn't that right? Are are those two different things? Absolutely right. There's cultural Christianity, which is the common garden variety Christianity of today. And it's not exactly what God wants out of us. Uh, He's very personal. And uh, the difference is night and day, and he he's, he's knocks at the door, and he, he wants our permission. He won't barge into your life if he's not welcome. So uh, there is a kind of, uh, uh, okay, Jesus, please take over. Uh, please show me what needs to be changed. Uh, uh, I, want you, I want you to live my life for me and through me. Now, that sounds like you're going to lose your identity if you surrender your whole life to Jesus. In actual fact, the more you let Jesus run your life, the more of your own personality is redeemed and the more you become yourself. So Mm. it becomes natural with Jesus. It's fun. It's exciting. It's exhilarating because he shares his work with us. Yeah. Has that uh, that that exhilarating part uh, you're excited about talking about Jesus? Has that always been true for your Christian walk, or or uh, did that did that uh, take a, some kind of a leap forward uh, at some point with well, you? Well, I've had a roller coaster. My my Christian life's been kind of a roller coaster. I've always been church going, Bible believing fundamentalist, I suppose. But I got addicted to Oxycontin back in 2006, doctor prescribed, and uh, very nearly died in 2017. So I had a genuine near-death experience, went to the hospital, doctors gave up on me, and my friends prayed for me, and I didn't die. So I have Hmm. since recovered from almost dying, uh, and I have uh, two things characterized my life right now. Uh, Jesus said to me, stay away from the dark side for now, Lambert. I'll explain that to you later. That was good. <laughs> the other <laughs> mandate, <laughs> and I, I can't wait to hear him explain the dark side. But yeah. the second mandate that he gave, the second thing that he told me that was brand new to me was, Lambert, from this day on, will you trust me intimately one day at a time and not do anything on your own anymore? I'd never mm. heard that before. I'd never heard this uh, surrender and, and die daily. But I, I thought, well, I'll try that. And boy, does that ever work. Uh, mm. Losing your life in order to save it. <laughs> it's it's wow. right in the very teachings of our Lord. Yeah. So, gosh, so the, how do you do that, though, Lambert? Is that kind of a, uh, is that a conscious, a conscious 
giving up uh, of yourself uh, all the time? Well, it's uh, it's it's all of the above because uh, number one would be to read the Bible and and look for the places where God speaks clearly, and then mm-hmm. uh, apply what you've learned. Uh, but it also is being absolutely honest with God about your emotions and your feelings and your past, about your guilt, your anxiety, your fear. That's got to go into the hands of Jesus to manage it. And uh, this is one-on-one with Jesus. But the most important things beyond that are my relationship with my brothers and sisters in Christ. And that's where it gets really exciting when I'm talking to a brother or a sister who's on the same wavelength so that we can begin to look for Jesus in one another and to relate to Jesus in one another uh, mm. so that we so that we're not distracted by the persona by the outward appearance of the other person uh, ah. and of course this is not a, this is not a question of rich or poor uh, or young or old because uh, uh, Jesus is kind of this incredible man for all seasons and he will meet us in any other believer if we're open to that but there's usually a lot of crud in the way of of contacting jesus in other people wow wow lambert uh can i ask you how old you are 89 oh wow Wow. That's amazing. And when's the big 9-0 coming up? Uh, May next year, God willing. Yeah. With, <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm May, too. What what day in May? 24. Okay. I got I got you by a week. <laughs> I'm the 17th. Happy birthday. <laughs> wow. Uh, no, I would say you, a, a, a a Christian life is also a kind of a roller coaster because there's no resurrection life without time on the cross, without being identified with Jesus in his death, mm. burial, and resurrection. And the down part is not fun. Hanging on the cross <laughs> with Jesus and having him uh, kill you is mm. not fun at all. It's always followed by new resurrection life. So that cycle of death, burial, and resurrection is an integral part of being a Christian. You don't get something for nothing. But Jesus is the one that the whole thing. So you can rest in his ability to save you no matter what that takes. And he's going to do that. I need a lot of reworking. Wow. Wow. Well, what's amazing to me, Lambert, is how uh, vital... you are at your age and and that everything seems to keep keep going uh full speed ahead is that is that what you would say uh would um, you but uh, one day at a time what is what no, is retirement? i would say that, that uh, uh today i might die tonight i i don't know uh, i i've lived far longer than i should have lived and i feel very fortunate. I don't know why God let me live so much longer than everybody else that I know <laughs> who's died. Uh, but uh, that that triggers in me a sense of great responsibility. Uh, mm. Lord, what do you want to use me for in, these, in the end of my life? 
how can I make today count? How can I uh, use today in a meaningful way and forget about all the distractions? Wow. Wow. Well, I would say one of the reasons he kept he, he, he kept you alive this long is so you could be talking to me right now. Well, you know, John, it's a pleasure to know you because I've known you for 50 years, I guess, and you are just an incredible man of God and a musician and a, a, a challenging friend. And a, a, what, a, what a pleasure to be on the same program with you. Oh, that's great. That's great. You know, we have a number of people in who are listening right now, and probably the largest segment of of our group and our community, our online community, are what you would call boomers, and a lot of them are entering into retirement. Uh, what would you say to those people about, uh, you know, what is, what is retirement all about? Talk to us. By the time you get to be, you're probably ready to start serving God about the time you think you're going to retire. So your retirement's a bunch of nonsense. Uh, you're not going to be in retirement up in heaven. You're going to go to New Jerusalem and you're going to have adventures galore. And your ability to handle the intensity of heaven is proportional to how you're doing right now. So uh, the the universe is wide open. Uh, The future is, is just incredible. The beauty, the splendor that's there. Wow. So you mean we're not going to be just sitting on clouds playing harps? Well, I'm not, but you can if you want to. <laughs> I, I, I used to, I used to think that heaven was that little old ladies in tennis shoes serving uh, coffee and, and playing the piano and playing old gospel tunes, and it was all black and white and no Technicolor. Uh, <laughs> I don't believe that. I've got two books on heaven in my library, and both of them are as dull as could be. It's very yeah. much unlike the real heaven. Because uh, we're uh, we're, seat, we're seated in Christ in the heavenlies right now. Yeah. So we're going to have responsibilities. You believe we're going to have responsibilities in heaven, and it's going to be somewhat in relationship to what we did here on earth. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. That's this is a training program we're in right now, and and uh, it's just going to get better and better. And uh, it's all it, a lot depends on our our track record of obedience with Jesus. It, it doesn't mean we don't sin and fail because we do all the time. It's picking yourself up and and running the race. And uh, mm. Jesus is the trailblazer who's running the race ahead of us. And, and the Book of Hebrews is all about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trailblazer. Jesus yeah. is a trailblazer that that I'm on the trail right behind him, and he's leading us. And he's, my Lord knows the way through the wilderness. All I have to do is follow old him. Mm. Mm. Oh, wow. How great is that? Um, well, so what are, you, uh, what, what are you looking for in this last stage of your life? What, uh, you, what, what are you excited about? It's... Uh, it's very, very sad to me to see so many people perishing and to see so many Christians languishing and floundering around in the backwaters. Uh, it's very exciting when I 
me to talk to a believer who's alive and wants to learn to grow. Uh, I don't like to contemplate most of the world self-destructing. It's not fun. Uh, So I don't think we can totally, that's why we're going to a safe place. Uh, Terrible times are coming upon the planet. Horrible Mm. times that are described in the Bible. We got eight, eight billion people in the world right now, and that's way too many. I think maybe only about 10% of the people in the world know Jesus right now. Just my wow. guess. Well, but it seems like there's so m- many Christians in, in America. I mean, you know, they're they're in politics and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> well, professing Christians, uh, uh, yeah. some of them, a lot of them don't know Jesus at all. And uh, a, a lot of them know Jesus a little bit, enough to get into heaven, but they don't. They have not let him take over their lives. So uh, I'm pretty well uh, convinced that uh, that all that glitters is not gold. And it, awful, a lot of people who say they're Christians probably aren't. Maybe on their way, hopefully on their way. Yeah. yeah. I'm an old curmudgeon. <laughs> So now are you you uh, are you doing uh, are you doing ministry at all right now, Lambert? Whenever I can, I, I I love to teach, and I I've only got one or two meetings where people come over to my house and we teach the Bible together. I I miss the things that are all locked down. I do write about an article a day and post it on my website. Nobody reads what I write, but anybody, any of your listeners want to write to me, I also answer all my emails. So I just dare any of your uh, listeners to to, uh, to write me and get acquainted because I will answer as long as I can. Okay. All right. Well, and uh, how do we do that, Lambert? How would we what's, – uh, what's your website? Uh, uh, My email is lambert at ldolphin.org, and my website is ldolphin.org, and my recent articles are ldolphin.org slash annex, A-N-N-E-X dot H-T-M-L. So uh, I've got a lot of stuff uh, on my website. It's all free and nothing's copyrighted, so you can help yourself. Lambert at... L dolphin, dolphin uh, like the like the fish uh, dot uh-huh. org, right? Yes, sir. There you go. Yep. Lambert it is always great to have you, and I just love talking to you. And thank you for sharing your thoughts with us tonight. And uh, I hope we'll speak again. Uh, well, thank you very much, John. You're always welcome. Come by anytime. Drop in as you did a few months ago. <laughs> You're just love an to. amazing man. Yeah, I would love to. We'll, we we will for sure. Okay, Lambert. Well, Lord bless you. Stay healthy. Keep on. Keep on keeping on. <laughs> Thanks. Maranatha, I guess that's what you're supposed to say. Maranatha. Our Lord come. <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah. God. Take care. Okay. okay, thank you so much. This was beautiful. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
There you go. 89 years old. And don't drop. Listening to The Catch with John I don't know. Fisher on Blog Talk Radio. That's the way I want to go. To faith. Okay. Hang in there. Trying to help the fellow man. Back next week. Merry Christmas. God bless you.